see the way they hate And I know better than to listen to the people who are calling us names I can feel the sun Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Monday, August 14th, 2023, and this is episode 492 of the Lots Project podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. And it's a Monday, Monday, Monday morning. How are we doing, everyone? How are we doing today? Hopefully your weekend was good. If you had the weekend off, if you have normal weekends, if you worked, yeah, hopefully you are. Uh, hopefully you're getting off today and have some time off. So, if you got to make it to the middle of the week. I apologize. Just a few more days. Just a few more days. Uh, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about what we got done over the weekend. A uh, few things. A uh, few things got worked on from my list. A few things got solved, and uh, some things didn't. So we'll talk about that. I uh, also got. Um, got an offer and uh and took it and took it so community member reached out and i will talk to you about what that is all about and um what's coming up for the week what we have on store for the week ahead and a little episode 500 uh, task for all of you all of you that listen i have a task for you so if you'll stick around a little later and uh and find out what that is i would appreciate it all revolves around episode 500 next Monday night. Ah, let's see. Pip says, uh, Pip was wondering this morning in the comments way early, uh, what's your favorite Doc Holiday quote? I had to think about it for a second and I came up with, uh, my, ho- my hypocrisy goes only so far is uh, one that sticks out from Tombstone. Uh, and Pip then lays out, uh, there's no normal life. There's just life now get on with it. That's another great one from doc holiday. And this weekend, it looks like Pip, uh, Pip hit the junkyard and the beach yesterday. Well, I guess the beach first and the junkyard after you'll see that you'll hear about that in the, the perfect cup this morning, but then, uh, the GoPro GoPro died and stubbed his toe. It was the easy weekend. I guess when you can roll with it like that, Pip roll with it like that did the gopro die or did uh was it um was it just the battery because they seem to die pretty quick uh backwoods butcher good morning how we doing backwoods uh he says he hung out with kids mostly then had to go on an emergency slaughter yeah we're talking about that in the in your chat i think it was um is a is a butcher like a plumber and uh, you thought you said the only only similarity would be that uh, you charge excessive amounts when you have to go out on a Sunday. So there is that. Uh, what's in the cup this morning? That is a silver bullet blend. I uh, opened up a new. <laughs> I opened up a new uh, opened up a new bag of coffee. I think it was yesterday. I believe it was yesterday was when I got to open another bag. And took uh took a random pound off the pile, and it turned out to be silver bullets. So that was another score. Uh, like I usually say, man, uh, I don't think I've opened a bad pound of coffee from Food Forest Farms. So if you're interested in uh, giving it a try, you can uh, head on over to foodforestfarms.com. Uh, actually, C4 memberships going out uh, probably today, I would say. Today or tomorrow on the way out. So uh, if you're interested in getting... Uh, premium coffee shipped to you every month, check out C4 Club and tell them Brian sent you from the Lots Project. If you want 5% off anything at the store, you can always use uh, Lots 5. That's L-O-T-S 5, and you get 5% off anywhere on the store. If you uh, shoot me a message or reach out privately, I can give you maybe a little better deal than that if you're serious about getting serious about coffee. Uh... Pip says, I stabbed my wooden desk with my toe. I'll give you a guess who won that physics. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, man. All right, all right. Let's uh, let's get into that perfect cup question of the day, and then we can roll into uh, Pip's history segment and, uh, and move on from there. 
Oops, sorry about that. Hit that mute button by accident. All right, everyone, it's time for the 141st edition of The Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed. That's t.me slash lots feed. <laughs> Perfect Cup question of the day today is, what is one thing that you are grateful for and today and why? What is one thing that you are grateful for today and why? Uh, my answer, my answer, we'll lead off with my answer this morning. First thing, uh, yeah, got a haircut this weekend too. Probably didn't have that on the list, but uh, got that nice and short. Uh, let's see, my answer for what I'm grateful for today and why I was just sitting here this morning and it is about today and uh, I was doing show prep and you know what? I'm grateful that I woke up today and I have a chance to do whatever I choose to do. Um, that is something that I'm very grateful for the last, uh, since we took off really. And uh, once I realized that, that that is a possibility, I, I have to be grateful for it every day because that's not, that's not, um, that is not something that I uh, that I take lightly and uh, some days I should probably take it more seriously than I do and um, a lot of a lot of thinking recently and uh, that is something I'm very 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 grateful for uh, Kyle weighed in and said my kids as much as they drive me nuts sometimes I will never be more grateful that they are happy and healthy um, but what if they're not happy at you what if you have just disciplined them are you grateful for them when they're mad at you just joking, just joking for sure. Um, let's see, Canadian Farmstead weighed in and said the sunshine to work in today and the rain coming tonight to, to water the seeds I planted. Yeah, uh, when you get into that cycle, when you get into that mother nature cycle, and especially when you try to get very dependent on food you're growing, food you're raising and stuff like that, you get very grateful for um, the easy days, the sunny days to work out and plant the seeds. And then the rain that happens to come the next day, those are the ones that you uh, you appreciate the most, especially when you get in that cycle and have to do it regardless. That's one thing about getting into that homestead world, getting into that farming life, uh, the sustainability life is those things have to happen regardless of the conditions, regardless of the weather, regardless of uh, whether you want to or not, whether you're sick or healthy. And uh, man, being uh, being able to be grateful for the easy conditions is always a great thing. Uh, Joe Blakesley weighed in and man, he posted pictures. I don't know if it was in my chat or Kyle's <laughs> chat on Telegram, but posted pictures of the, the framework of his new shop going up. And he said, uh, my brother and best friend spent half their Sunday helping me stand walls up at the shop. Good to know, even though it's only a couple people, I could count on them when needed. Yeah, those uh, those people when you can just completely know, hey, I got this to do. Can you show up? And if there's any possible way, if they're upright, they're there for sure. Um <laughs> Micah weighed in. Micah says the pigs got out, but I'm grateful that they followed me right back to their paddock without any fuss. I didn't even have I didn't even need a bucket of grain. They were super chill. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, I was I was uh, messaging with Micah a little earlier in the day and he's like, hey, uh, just so you know, just got word the pigs are out and um I don't know if I'd be able to get back to you till tomorrow. It might be a long night. And I was like, oh man, that sucks. That definitely sucks when you uh, when you got to that to look forward to. And then I opened up the chat this morning to check the answers. And lo and behold, Micah um, Micah was able to get his was able to get his pigs right back in that pen, no problem. So good for you, Micah. That is uh, fantastic and definitely something to be grateful for. James, uh, Gingerbread Farm, said, my kids, a good conversation was scrambling and a plan coming together. Uh, he says he loves it when a plan comes together. And he also is betting that Pip says, he bets $5 that Pip says uh, the sunrise. Pip says he's going to be grateful for the sunrise, or James believes Pip will be, uh, 
James believes Pip will be um, saying the sunrise. So there is that. And um, let's see. Pip weighed in right after the fact. And uh, let's see what Pip had to say. Sunrise yesterday. So it wasn't today. It wasn't uh, what he was grateful for when he was answering. So James, you're out five bucks. I don't know where we're gonna do uh, where we're gonna do that collection. Probably at SRF. Uh, but he said uh, the sunrise was very not bad the day before. Uh, but it's Monday in his book, and he was grateful that the ability to move stuff. Uh, he sold a set of rims and tires last week out of his scrap pile. So today I have on order 20 meals for his co his warehouse crew and uh, wholesale drivers financed by selling said wheels. Pip, really? Uh, should make for a good Monday. If not, at least I get a barbecue sandwich. Dude, that is fantastic. That's fantastic. You sold that stuff. Uh, then then uh, just turned around and uh, laid out cash for all those guys to have a, have a nice barbecue sandwich. Uh, solid, dude. That is solid. That's this type of stuff that uh, comes around, <coughs> comes around in the end, and um, when you when you get a little further down the road, and maybe the memory of buying those sandwiches is faded because it's just what you do. It's just what you do because of who you are. Um, I, I just from interacting online and getting to know you a little bit, uh, you're gonna you're gonna wonder someday why something good happened to you. Why, uh, you know, oh, wow, that was close. I almost hit that or this or that. Pip says it's a good karma points. And that's what I'm getting to, man. But um, we all, all the people that give like that, and I'll consider myself like I'm, I'm more than, I much prefer to give than take. Uh, I'm much more comfortable giving than taking. Then I always question why good things happen. Um, I, I guess it's because you don't expect anything in return. Uh, you're wholeheartedly doing good things for people and don't expect anything in return. And then when you do add up those karma points and, um, man, something good happens to you and you question it. Sometimes people just have to tell you and, and you realize that maybe it's because you were just good to other people. So good on you, Pip. Good on you. That's uh, fantastic. And it's always good to have a little favor up on your coworkers when you can go, man, really? Really? You remember that sandwich? <laughs> anyway, Corey was quite busy this morning. She uh, she had to log on to work a little early to get caught up on some stuff since she's training. And so I didn't bother her with the answer. She has had a lot on her mind the last day or so getting back into the swing of things. So Corey's going to pass for Monday. Hopefully we'll get her in on more of the questions this week. Um, Backwoods Butcher says, I try to teach my kid, teach that to my kids. The oldest will ask why I'll stop and help people stuck in the snow, uh, or just need a hand. Yeah. When I was in my work band, especially I, I would stop all the time, all the time on uh, the side of the road. And that might've been, and it wasn't, it wasn't that I was getting paid to do it. It was that it made it a hell of a lot easier to stop since I was on the clock. Um, but you know, <laughs> uh, the, the willingness to stop, the willingness to stop when it's negative 20 and somebody just slid into the ditch. Yeah, Kyle, I get it. I get it. Uh, never expecting anything to come back to you, but man, it sure is nice when, uh, when those random good things happen. Backwoods Butcher says, Corey's, uh, Corey's answer is the answer is obviously you. Should I just answer for her? Corey's Corey is uh Corey is grateful today for me. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'll let her answer on her own next time that question comes up or something similar. So anyway, that was the perfect cup question of the day. Again, the question was, what is one thing that you are grateful for today and why? That's the question for a Monday morning. If you were looking for the question and you want to participate, Every Sunday through Thursday, I post it in my Telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed. I also sprinkle it around social media, but that's not the best way to get your answer in, as sometimes I don't have time to go around and sweep them up in the morning, and other times I won't get notifications till two or three days later. So if you really want to get included and you want to see the other comments and you want to participate with the other commenters, check out that Telegram channel, t.me slash lots feed. 
Now back to the main show. Kyle says, I'm the best participation trophy husband around. Thanks, dude. Thanks, dude. Um, appreciate it. And he also says uh, he loves the way I shake my head when I read some of the comments. Oh, that would only be your comments, Kyle. That would only be your comments. So anyway, anyway, that was the perfect cup. I, uh, I'm i curious. So let's take right now, if you're listening and you haven't fast forwarded and you don't go to the half second half of the show. But anyway, uh, episode 500 is coming up on next Monday. I'm kind of taking an uh, overall look at the show uh, segments on the show, what's good, what's bad, what's uh, going to keep going on and what's not. If you're a listener and you would email me, I want to blast it out on social, but I, uh, if I look at the numbers on social and the numbers of down, downloads for the podcast, they are not one in one. So I'm curious, I want to hear from listeners. That would be people that are hearing this in their ears and not really on socials. If you could take two seconds and email me, uh, info at the lotsproject.com and let me know what you like, what you hate, what you'd like to see more of, what you'd like to see less of in the show. Man, two, three, four, five words, no problem. Uh, I'm just looking for a little feedback as I make decisions. And I would hate to cut a segment that's very popular uh, across the board, yet um, maybe a little shaky, shaky in my head. I don't know. Let me know what you think. And I might be shaking things up here on the 500th episode. Well, I guess it'd be probably 501, but uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe we'll just roll on the way we're doing and just fine tune things up a little bit. But if you could email me, info at the lots project dot com. And OK, anyway, anyway, let's see what we got in the in the comments with that. Uh, Good morning, Canadian Farm said, how we doing? Pip says, that history segment, history show is cool. <laughs> Kyle wants more tits on the show. And he's uh, saying that he is forcing forcing himself as a guest on the solo show. Yeah, we're going to try that again this week. Um, Kyle is going to prepare a video uh, conspiracy theory tinfoil Tuesday segment. And we're going to try that again. Uh, might be a play the video and Brian's commentary, maybe a little uh, Mystery Theater 3000, Mystery Science Theater 3000. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I know Kyle says he already sent it. Yeah. No shit, dude. I uh, haven't been able to watch it, and I was just kind of teasing that for the crowd. So. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's get to that history segment brought to you, well, kindly prepared by Pip over at DuctionCups.com. Check them out, DuctionCups.com slash lots for all your ducks, all your cups, all your bobblehead ducks, your dashboards for your Jeeps, or anything uh, duck-related. So go check them out, DuctionCups.com slash lots. And here we go with lots of history. August 14th, 2023. Here's lots of history for August 14th, 2023. August 14th, it's a Monday, my fellow humans. Hello and happy Monday. May you may your gravity be light and your coffee be strong. From Pip. <laughs> this day. August 14th, 1842, American-Indian War's Second Seminole War ends with the Seminoles forced from Florida. Pips notes, this Florida dude lived most of his life in Seminole country uh, in North, uh, Seminole County, excuse me, in North Central Florida. Funny how they name things, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this day, August 14th. 1920, the 1920 Summer Olympics, having started four months earlier, officially opened in Antwerp, Belgium, uh, with the newly adopted Olympic flag and the Olympic oath being raised. Uh, the newly adopted Olympic flag and the Olympic oath being raised and taken at the opening ceremony for the first time in Olympic history. Pips notes, the United States won the most gold and overall medals, 41 golds, 27 silvers, and 27 bronze medals, shrugs in American America. 
August 14th, 1935, Franklin D. Roosevelt signs the Social Security Act, creating a government pension system for the retired. Ooh, thank you, FDR. Uh, by the 1930s, the United States was the only modern industrial country without a national system of Social Security. In the midst of the Great Depression, the physician Fran the Physician Francis Townsend galvanized support behind a proposal to issue direct payments to the elderly. Oh, wormhole alert. Pip gives a wormhole alert. That's never good. <coughs> this day, August 14th, 1936. Rainy Bethea is hanged in Owensboro, Kentucky in the last known public execution in the United States. Maybe that's the problem. Bethea, who confessed to the rape and killing of a 70-year-old woman named Lasisha Edwards, was convicted of her rape and publicly hanged in Owensboro, Kentucky. Mistakes in performing the hanging and the surrounding media circus contributed to the end of public executions in the United States. Pips notes, I'm possible alternative timeline public executions are brought back only due to, only due to child molesters may or may not be those on the client list of Epstein's Little Island. Pip went down a, a wormhole. If you'd like to read that, you can definitely swing over to the blog post after the show. I'm going to leave that one uh, for your eyes only. Let's just say it has to do with um, wood chippers and child molesters. <laughs> the notes are at the bottom of the blog post every day, all Pip's notes. Let's continue. August 14th, 1967, UK Marine, uh, UK Marine Broadcasting Offense. Act declares participation in offshore pirate radio illegal. It was subsequently amended by the Wireless Telegraphy Act of 2006 and the Broadcasting Act of 1990. Its purpose was to extend the powers of the Wireless Telegraphy Act of 1949, which was incorporated by this act, beyond the territorial land and the territorial waters of the UK to cover airspace and external bodies of water. So we can't be on the airwaves, guys. The governments own the airwaves. They not only have them over land, now they have them in the sea and sky. Woohoo! This day, August 14th, 2003, a wide-scale power blackout affects the Northeast United States and Canada. A widespread power outage throughout parts of the Northeast and Midwestern United States and most parts of Canada, province of Ontario, on Thursday, August 14th, 2003, beginning just after 4.10 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Pips notes, I can see the kind of event in a movie trailer 20 years ago. It rocked the Northeastern Americas. Now, 20 years later, it's back and ready for more. <laughs> okay, wait, pause. This blackout affected 55 million people. I remember this, uh, and it was two short years after 9-11. I recall... Um, I recall there being lots of getting the word out that this wasn't a terrorist attack. So let's keep on going. <laughs> August 14, 2015, the U.S. Embassy in Havana, Cuba, reopens after 54 years of being closed when Cuba and the United States relations were broken off. Negotiated in secret in Canada and the Vatican City and with the assistance of Pope Francis, the agreement let led off the lifting of some of the U.S. travel restrictions, fewer restrictions on remittances, access to Cuban financial systems for U.S. banks, and the establishment of a U.S. embassy in Havana. The country's respective interest sanctions in one's other's capitals were upgraded to embassies in 2015. In 2016, Obama visited Cuba, becoming the first sitting U.S. president in 88 years to visit the island. Pips notes, yes, you will take a loan out in your native Cuban peso, but you must pay the loan back in USD or we will take your stuff. Yeah, why would the U.S. want interest in Cuban banks? We need access to the Cuban banks. Oh. Mm. Mm. Let's see who was born today. Happy birthdays. Let's get those birthdays August 14th. August 14th birthdays. 1851, Doc Holliday, American dentist and gambler. Pips notes, just rewatched the movie Tombstone, and he asked what uh, your favorite Doc Holliday quotes were before the show in the comments, and uh, you should drop them in. August 14th, 1886, Arthur Jeffrey Dempster, Canadian-American physicist and academic, 
a Canadian-American physicist best known for his work in mass spectrometry and his discovery of 1935 of the uranium isotope 235U. Pips notes, it's something to do with the diffusion from the 235 from the 238. Uh, when you remove the barrier between two substances, the slight difference in their mass causes them to separate at different rates. Yeah, that's uh, something that they use for, like, bombs and stuff. <laughs> 1912, Frank Oppenheimer, American physicist and academic, an American uh, particle physicist, cattle rancher, professor of physics at the University of Colorado, and the founder of the Explatorium in San Francisco, a young a younger brother of renowned physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer, Frank Oppenheimer conducted research on aspects of nuclear physics during the time of the Manhattan Project and made contributions to uranium enrichment. After the war, Oppenheimer's early involvement with the American Communist Party placed him under scrutiny, and he resigned from his physics position at the University of Minnesota. Kami Pinko Freak. <laughs> August 14th, 1945, Steve Martin, American actor, comedian, musician, producer, and screenwriter. Comedy Central ranked Martin as the sixth place in a list of the 100 greatest stand-up comics. The Guardian named him one of the best actors ever to have received an Academy Award on to never have received an Academy Award nomination. Steve Martin's fantastic. He's hilariously funny and also uh, a hell of a fiddle player. Banjo, fiddle, banjo, banjo? I don't know. I saw him with a bluegrass band. Can't remember which he played. May have been intoxicated, but uh, fantastic musician. Fantastic. Uh, 1959, August 14th, 1959, Magic Johnson, American banjo. Pip says it's the banjo. Yeah, I was, uh, I, I said fiddle just because it was uh, on my mind. <laughs> 1959, August 14th, Magic Johnson, American basketball player and coach, an American businessman and former professional basketball player. He's often regarded as the greatest point guard of all time. <laughs> and I often recall um, and wonder how this dude is still alive. I remember back in the 90s, I think it was must have been the 90s, maybe the late 80s even, when they said, oh my God, Magic Johnson has AIDS. Um, yeah, what happened? Dude's still around and kicking. Uh, hmm, you ever, uh, you ever look into uh, Anthony Fauci and AIDS? Want to go down a rabbit hole? There you go. This day, August 14th, 1969, Tracy Caldwell Dyson, American chemist and astronaut. An American chemist and NASA astronaut, Caldwell Dyson was a mission specialist on the Space Shuttle Endeavor flight STS-118 in August of 2007 and part of the Expedition 23 and Expedition 24 crew on the International Space Station from August 2010 to September 2010. She has completed three spacewalks, logging more than 22 hours of extravehicular activity she is scheduled to return to space March 2024 for a third time. August 14, 1983, Mila Kunis, a Ukrainian-American actress, an American actress who was born in, um, in Ukraine and raised in Los Angeles. Kunis began playing Jackie Burkhart on the Fox television series That 70s Show from 1998 to 2006. At the age of 14, since 1999, she has voiced Meg Griffin on the Fox animated series Family Guy. Pips notes, I still haven't got a chance to check out that 90s show. Me neither. Me neither. I, uh, I, I, it blips up on my radio every once in a while and then gone, gone, gone. Uh, August 14th, 1987, Tim Tebow, American football and baseball player and sportscaster and diehard Christian. An American sports broadcaster and former football quarterback, Tebow played college football for the Florida Gators and become the first underclassman to win the Heisman Trophy in 2007. Pips notes, I recall many sports ball fans who made fun or insulted Tim's kneeling for prayer after a score, while those same fans praised those gangsta players. Your boos mean nothing. I've seen what you cheer for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, kind of one of those, I don't give a shit either way. Uh, and the fact that we're arguing over this just makes me not want to watch. 
Oh, passings. Let's see who died today. Kicked off uh, August 14th, 1909. William Stanley, British engineer and author. Stanley was a skilled architect who designed and founded the UK's first trade school, Stanley Technical Trade School, now Harris Academy, South Northwood, Norwood, as well as designing Stanley Hall in South Norwood. Stanley designed and built his two homes. He was a noted philanthropist who gave over 80,000 pounds to education project during his last 15 years of life. When he died, most of his estate, valued at 59,000 pounds, was bequeathed to trade school and students in South London. Uh, and one of his homes was used as child's home after his death in accordance to his will. Uh, Stanley died in 1909 of a heart attack at age of 80. Uh, let's see. August 14th, 1982, Mosiah Sayadawa. Burmese monk and philosopher, a Burmese uh, Buddhist monk and meditation master who had significant impact on the teachings of Vipassana uh, med meditation in the West and throughout Asia. His method is based on um, one of the suttas, which describes how one focuses attention on breath, noticing how one breathes in and out. Practice begins with the preparatory stage the practice of sila mortality giving up worldly thoughts and desires uh let's see august 14th 1988 enzo ferrari italian race car driver and businessman founded ferrari an italian motor motor racing driver and entrepreneur the founder of the ferrari grand prix motor racing team and subsequently of the ferrari automobile marquee uh, August 14th, 2006, Bruno Kirby, American actor. He was known for his roles in City Slickers, When Harry Met Sally, Good Morning Vietnam, The Godfather Part Two, and Donnie Brasco. He has also voiced Reginald Stout in Stuart Little. And August 14th, 2012, Phyllis Thaxer, American actress. American actress, she's best known for portraying Ellen Lawson in 30 Seconds Over Tokyo and Martha Kent in Superman. She also appeared in Bewitched, Blood on the Moon, and World of Henry Ornett. Holidays today, the Falklands Day, is the celebration of the first sighting of the Falkland Islands by John Davis in 1592. Independence Day celebrates the independence of Pakistan from the United Kingdom in 1947. And Partition Horrors Remembrance Day commemorates the victims and sufferings of the people during the partitions of India in 1947. This is Pip from Duction Cups wishing y'all a decent Monday. The dude is headed to work on his day off and ready to enjoy some barbecue sandwiches I'm having catered to my own, to my drivers and warehouse crew. Should be a good treat for a Monday. Cheers and get shit done, humans. Thanks, Pip. If you enjoyed the history segment, be sure to swing over and check out the notes at thelotsproject.com. Just look for the blog post for episode 492. Thanks, Pip. And be sure to check out ductioncups.com slash lots for all your duck needs, especially one like Bouncy or Plugsy. Now back to the main show. All right. All right. All right. Let's get back on that um, the comments. Butcher, back with Butcher says, fun fact about Oppenheimer. I know that's wrong. He would mix pineapple juice with science-grade alcohol and get everyone's wife drunk and drop bombs all over that military base. I think it was different Oppenheimer, dude. If you listen to the history segment, this was his little brother. <laughs> and um, he said, Magic Johnson got fat with AIDS. <laughs> Oh man, 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 man! Those barbecue sandwich sandwiches. Uh, now I've uh, talked about them twice, and they sound pretty good. They sound pretty good. That's a that's a quality move, Pip. I uh, uh, cheers to you for that. And anyway, let's get on to the topics today. I said we we're going to follow up with what I got done over the weekend, uh, and uh, what's coming up this week. Had a little interaction with a community member that uh, has hooked us up pretty good for sure. Uh, over the weekend, I guess weekend would have started after the show on Friday. I made a quick trip out to Toolman Tim's, uh, to Delinquent Gully. It was hot as shit. It was uh, sticky, sticky, humid. I think it was about 96 degrees when I was out there and just, uh, about 95% humidity. So 
it was uh it was like a jungle like literally like walking around in a jungle but i went out to get a quick peek at um a quick peek at how much it had grown in over the three to four weeks we hadn't been there uh, probably more like four to five weeks uh because of our trip and then the truck being kind of uh i don't want to say out of commission but I really didn't feel like the differential blowing out on Tim's uh, on Tim's easement access dirt road. <laughs> anyway, we got out there, or I got out there. I went out by myself. Uh, road, we have had significant rain. Let's first of all start there. I had two main, three main interests getting out right away. Like I wanted to get out on Friday, um, Saturday at the latest. I talked to Corey about her plans. She said, go ahead, run out there real quick. Uh, I wasn't planning on doing any work. I just wanted to get an observation. The reasons I wanted to get an observation were, A, I was saying it's been a bunch of weeks since we've been out there, and I was curious how much it had grown in where we cleared, where we actively cleared saplings and uh, big, thick weeds and stuff. I was curious how much it had grown back in. Two, I was very, very curious on whether free installation had taken or not, uh, if it is if it had rooted, if any had sprouted, or what was going on with that. Uh, and the third thing was we had had significant rains uh, the whole time since we had returned from our trip, like heavy, heavy downpours, um, intermittently, some long, some short, but a, a significant amount of rain and heavy rain. I was curious what it was doing to his road, uh, to that easement road I talked about. Uh, and also uh, on the property, how the water was flowing, how it was accumulating, whether it was sticking on the property or not. So I wanted to get out there. It had rained pretty significantly the night before and uh, was going to rain again, but it had been a few days in a row. So I, I rolled out to Tim's. Uh, the road is in kind of rough shape. Uh, there's some washouts across the road. It's, it's, it's navigable by, uh, by any means. No four-wheel drive needed anything, uh, but it is... It is quite, um, it is rural. Let's just put that. It's a gravel road, gravel slash dirt road cut through, um, cut out just to access a bunch of partition properties. So it's, uh, it's in, it's in, it's seen better days. Let's say that, um, a lot of the stuff kind of washed out right in front of Tim's. And, um, so we're going to have to make some adjustments for that, I think. Uh, but very uh, happy about what I saw beyond that once I got parked. I uh, took a wander through uh, through the property. Comfrey, some took, some took. That was really cool. I was excited about that. I was talking about the Comfrey installation on Friday. And uh, man, I I did everything wrong. Not, not that I didn't know what I was doing. Um, circumstances came up and things got delayed. And the way things went down with the package shipping and when I got it and when I was able to get out and get it planted, the weather everything was stacked against this working from the beginning that's not even including the fact that i was trying to go with a very hands-off um hands-off go about it this time like somebody that may be going to a property once or twice a year and able to take uh, a huge box with them plant it out there and then come back next year and see what happened that uh that was this go around with the comfrey uh I'm putting together the business in a box, uh, the the manual, quote unquote manual that goes with it. And this is going to be, um, I wanted this to be one of the options. So we'll have a rural planting option uh, where you have, a, say, a homestead, small farm, whatever, uh, talking rural or anybody that has more than an acre or two that they have spot to put in a big old dedicated bed for it. Uh, we'll also go through doing it in an urban or suburban setting in your little um, suburban yard. Uh, Scrambling is working on that for me and doing a fantastic job propagating that right in his urban uh, yard. And so we'll we'll put together how to do that, how to make a living, not a living, but uh, some money. Side hustle for sure. Side hustle for sure. And possibly living, I would say, depending on how deep you get into it. But I wanted a third method. I wanted a method for those people that had a remote property, uh, a back 40 that they don't get to or uh, don't have any desire to get to right now, but want to get the stuff established without babysitting it. Uh, so I thought Tim's would be a perfect opportunity. 
I didn't prep the soil. I didn't prep uh, the sites. I basically, I went out with a shovel and cut through roots, tree roots and everything, broke soil, virgin ground, and dumped those things in. And then humped, you know, 12 gallons of water for the whole planting all the way up this hill. I mean, I probably didn't water them in as much as I should have because uh, I didn't want to run out of water by the time I got to the top of the hill. So a little bit of water. The the roots were absolutely uh absolutely trashed by the time i got them that was my fault i left them sitting in the sun in the packaging i didn't put them in the the, the refrigerator anything uh held on to them for almost a week before i planted them i didn't have much hope i didn't have much hope and i got there and i came up to the first site and i was like ah it's pretty bare um lots of little saplings little trees uh grass coming in this and that and um and so i I was like, shit, nothing came in. And we had three, I had three planting sites there where we planted, uh, you know, five or six different, uh, different holes uh, with more than one root because they were in such crappy shape. <laughs> and um, lo and behold, I looked down and I kept looking a little bit, a little bit and holy shit, two pretty strong comfrey plants right there out of five. I was happy about that. I moved on to the next section and there's two more. Uh, I'm excited, guys. Uh, this stuff took. And this is bigger news than you would think. You'd been like, oh, great. You got four plants. Woohoo. Big deal. Here's the significant part about that. I can let that sit now. I can let it sit till spring. I can let it sit till later in the fall. I can let it sit till next summer. And at the point that I'm ready to propagate that, it's a different, it's a different game. When I can take a full, strong plant that's on the property in that specific soil right there and pull it out, cut it in half, dig another hole and slap it down right next to it, that plant knows no difference. It's already adapted to that soil condition, to growing there, to the weather, to everything. And it's a solid, strong plant. I'll wait until that thing is the size of a baseball, a softball. Who cares? and cut that strong plant and replant the other half right there. It is very, very easy to propagate this plant on this property now. The trick is getting it from, say, Seattle through the mail into the ground and getting it to live. That's the tricky part. I gave it the worst conditions possible, and it made it. We're in the home stretch on that property. That property within a year will have revenue making comfrey on it. Whether we use that to make revenue or not is indifferent. It's there. It's available. It's a revenue stream that started that will only grow the more you put into it. Not time, not money, time. There's no more money to put into it. It's, it's all time. It's all energy. And uh, yeah, so... If you're interested in talking about that, you can always grab me for 30 minutes on uh, on the website, thelotsproject.com. Throw your email address in, book a 30-minute chat. We'll talk about Comfrey. Maybe it's right for you. Maybe it's not. I know somebody that can get it to you. I know someone that can coach you through the business, and it's all available to you. Just uh, reach out. Reach out and say, I'm interested. So that was cool. Uh, the water on the property. Uh, the other thing I was there to check out. Um, the water on the property is significantly flowing better. Um, when it was dry, it was trickling. We think we were thinking that it was about like a spring feed. So, uh, just a trickle down through with the significant, significant rain. I don't know if the spring got healthier. Uh, I don't know if that's the word healthier, stronger, uh, put out more water, whatever. Or if this was rain capture down into this gully, haven't quite determined it yet, but it is very, it is throw, it was flowing significantly more and significantly enough that there were pockets, uh, pop pockets where you could get a de decent amount of hose down into them and, uh, and, and, and capture, capture water in a tote as it's flowing by. So excited about that. Excited seeing that, uh, during heavy rainfall, we'll be able to ca capture a lot more water, uh, than when it is during dry. And as far as stuff growing in on the property, wispy, wispy, uh, easy to walk through, uh, easily knocked down with a scythe or even just uh, one of those little golf club weed whacker things that uh, I got in the back of the truck. So 
no big deal. I was very, very pleased with uh, where things we had cleared and uh, the amount it had grown back in. So that's cool. Uh, Delinquents Gully Project going well. Uh, next thing is we're going to get a um, going to have to get a outhouse built there. Uh, Tim's coming down. He wants to put a little structure on there for himself. We also am, are getting the borders of everything kind of laid out and um, and moving ahead on the project. So excited about that. Follow along for updates on that as they come. Uh, the rest of the weekend, I worked on the truck. It was hot, guys. It was uh, hot again. I think uh, today is the last hot, hot day for a while. And then we'll have uh, six or so days where we're not going to breach 90, which is really cool. And I saw a 50 overnight in the in the forecast. So a 59, I believe. So that's cool. That's cool. Excited about that. Was able to get out in the mornings and do some stuff with the truck. Um I wasn't able to get up with the air conditioner. It was just too nasty in the morning and I don't want to get it tore apart and then have to use it. So waiting till this week, uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, when the temperature is down and uh, and I can get up there for a couple hours in the morning, really get it cleaned out. I got uh, fin tools. I have um, coil cleaner. I have all sorts of stuff. So this week is air conditioner and some other camper products projects. But uh, the weekend was... The weekend was uh, the truck. Uh, got the re differential, rear differential done, uh, resealed. It's not dripping. Uh, got that service. Need to take it back in. I got a pinion leak on the front differential. So uh, that mechanic stuff is scheduled. But the stuff that I'm going to fix myself, the tailgate, uh, done. Check. Uh, basically, I had to lube the lube the latches. Uh, they were all bound up and probably from dust and uh, travels and things like that. Just drop some lube on there, let it sit um, sit for a couple days actually, and then uh, hit it real quick with some more. And boom, she opened. So that was off the list. Fix the tailgate. Uh, my Bluetooth um, my Bluetooth reader for the codes for the truck uh, was at OD ODB two ODB two. Is that uh, old dirty bastard too? I don't know. That doesn't sound right. Anyway, the the transmitter, <coughs> Bluetooth transmitter came in, got that all set up. That was a breeze. I will definitely be doing a little review and uh, having that for a product of the day. Uh, definitely went with you guys uh, suggesting just hitting that $20 one. I think it was 23 um, OBD2 onboard diag2. <laughs> I like ODB too better. Old dirty bastard too. Um, anyway, uh, I went with that twenty dollar Bluetooth trans uh, Bluetooth transmitter and super slick. Plug it in, boop, paired it with my phone, and uh, there's a, a handful of uh, free apps that you can use depending on your uh, what you're looking for and what you want to do. I am not looking to tune that truck. I am not looking to change anything. I am um, view-only mode for sure. So uh, the cheap model was fine with me. I'm just looking to turn electrical signals into visual representation on my phone so I can see what's going on with the truck uh, beyond the four things on the dashboard. So that got all set up. No problem whatsoever. I, um, I started digging into the door lock. Um, so what we had going on with the door lock is... The switch on the driver's side door wouldn't work. Uh, the lock works. I can lock the doors, unlock the doors with the key fob, with the passenger side lock um, switch. So I was like, man, this is a no-brainer. It's the switch. Um, it's the switch. It's got to be the switch. Like, it works over here. The door lock, it physically works. Um, you can lock it, unlock it. You use the switch on the other side, the driver's side door locks. Uh, it just was like a dead switch on the on the door. I was like, this will be easy. I just pop that open, take that out, and uh, test it on the other side to be sure, you know, and uh, order a new one. They're like $40 or something. Or like Pip does, I could go to the junkyard and find one a lot cheaper. So I popped it out. I uh, took it apart. It was all dirty. Obviously, it's old truck uh, full of dust. I, I took the switch apart. Uh, since that I was pretty sure it was bad. And I was like, oh, maybe I can clean it out. It's just not contacting or something. Maybe I can figure out what it was. Did a lot of infield repairs on gas station boards and switches and things. So I was curious, took it apart. Pretty simple switch, um, just a toggle switch back and forth. 
cleaned it up, reassembled it. And I was like, all right, well, I'll give her a try on the passenger side. Popped the passenger side one out, plugged it in. Nothing. Nothing. Like, what the, what the? Um, you know, one thing I didn't do, write that down right now. Sorry, guys. I got to take two seconds. I got to remember to do this. Uh, I never went over and checked the, the new switch or the, the working switch on the, on the driver's door. Pip says door jam wiring. Yeah, that's where I'm leading to also. Um, so turns out, I don't think it was the switch switch worked on the other side. Uh, obviously I'm guessing it has to be the, the wiring, uh, but I can confirm with that known good switch. I guess it's a known good switch uh, for the driver, the one that was on the driver's side because I verified it worked. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I would just like to, so easy to pop those things out. It would just be uh, wise to swap the switches. Yeah, Pip says swap the switches. I'm going to try that. Um, but that's still a mystery. That's still going on. I really wanted to um, save time right now. I got uh, five minutes or so left. I really wanted to talk about community member reaching out. So that's that's the update on the truck. Uh, still waiting on uh, the door switch and uh, digging into that door. I didn't feel like taking the door panel out when I was just pouring sweat. So that's another thing that'll happen when it gets a little cooler here this week. I'll pop that door panel off and check out that wiring and uh, maybe just be able to splice it together and not order a new wiring harness. That would be fantastic. I'd love to find just a broken wire. We'll see. We will see. We will see. Um, community member reached out. I've been uh, talking to them back and forth. I don't know if they want to be named or not, so I'm not going to say it. But um, man, talking to community member um, about our uh, protein situation, pork, beef, whatever, uh, and the fact that we lost all those freezers and this and that, we're traveling like the better beef, but it's really hard to buy good beef without buying it in, um, um, without buying it in bulk. So I decided that, um, I was going to try to figure that out. I was going to try to figure it out at the farmer's market, try to get in touch with a farmer, this or that. And, you know, I got a message. I got a message and I said, hey, are you interested in a quarter beef? And I'm like, you know, I really would be. I really would be. Um, but I don't know where to store it. Like, where am I going to put a quarter beef in this trailer? I got the little freezer. You know, you can't. Well, maybe you can see it on the screen, but uh, just tiny little fridge freezer over there. Um, and even on the small end of a fridge, a uh, normal fridge freezer. So I was telling about the problems and, um, and so, um, when he reached out, I was telling about this and he, uh, he offered to house it for me, to, to hold it for me. Um, and let me spread that out, come pick up, uh, two weeks at a time. I said, well, that would be fantastic. And especially if I'm making the trip every two weeks, I would love to come and get pork and beef. Uh, but man, uh, we made a deal. We said cryptocurrency. Uh, he said, man, if you if you can uh, if you can roll it with cryptocurrency, maybe I'll maybe I'll store it for you. Maybe maybe we can store it for you. And that'll just be an exchange with the, the value of doing it with crypto may or may not have uh, taken advantage of that. And uh, got a quarter beef coming, so I'm excited about that. It uh, is some nice transitional, transitional, um, transitional, well cared for beef. And uh, yeah, so that's that's going to be hanging soon. And I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, pick some of that up, get it cooked. Uh, I'm really sick of fucking Walmart meat, man. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Um, going through the progression. If you don't think that grass-fed beef, grass-fed pork, or even farm-raised, just cared-for animals are better, you're insane. I've gone from raising my own poultry. So we did poultry, rabbits, quail. We had all that on site. That was all us. Um, pigs, pork, and beef. Excuse me. We got from our neighbor down the road, a fantastic grass-fed <coughs> grass farm. Um, awards uh, left and right from the state of Minnesota uh, for what he's doing for the environment and how he um, 
how he takes care of his animals, raises them, and the quality of them. Uh, I was buying beef and pork from him, oh man, pretty much the whole time we were up there. So quality, quality, quality um, meat that we got used to, either from our hands or from him. And taking that journey down, um, you know, we got great meat when we were in Texas with Josh and um, that. And man, when we have to buy Walmart or grocery store or whatever meat, noticeable, just completely noticeable difference. So, man, if you can find a farmer and you can find better beef than the grocery store, better pork than the grocery store, just do it. It's so worth the money. It's worth the money for the taste, the flavor, uh, and your health. So check it out. I'm excited to have that. I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful for this community and able to be able to find that through the community. So I appreciate you, man. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, let's hit that item of the day and get moving on. Uh, item of the day today is the Hostacube barbecue gloves with this new quarter beef. I figure I probably be, might be grilling a little bit more, uh, but we also use it for cast iron pan uh, or anything hot. Wood stove was the, uh, the mini wood stove was the intent that we got these gloves, but they turned out to be fantastic. When the teapot handle gets a little too hot or whatever, the, the Hostacube barbecue gloves, heat resistant gloves, I think they're resistant up to 1800 degrees. I think it's 1800 degrees. It was something stupid. Uh, but if you look at that blog post, it's a link in the video description and the audio description. I give you all the stats, uh, what you can lift, uh, what you can grab, um, and th this and that. Backwoods Butcher says he uses them for canning also. Yes, I could definitely see them being very, very helpful for canning. Uh, that's the Hostacube barbecue gloves. Check out that blog post, link in the video and audio descriptions. Also, Amazon link for it. If you uh, don't need to buy any barbecue gloves, but you are planning on doing some Monday Amazon shopping, please consider using our link uh, to get there. If you don't want to look at those barbecue gloves, you can also scroll down a little farther and that link take you, takes you to the Amazon homepage, but it also just puts you into our tracking. Here's an idea. Bookmark that link. Bookmark it. Click on it. Bookmark it. Add it to your home screen. Add it to your phone screen. Whatever you want. Whenever you had to go to Amazon, click that link and it puts us in your tracking. It's an easy and free way to help the Lots Project and every little bit counts. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Corey appreciates it. The dogs appreciate it. We all appreciate it. Uh, interview tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking about how to become an expert in your field uh, and how to turn that into sales. Should be an interesting one. Be sure to show up 6 p.m. Central. Lots to talk about. I'll get that set up here after the, the morning show goes out. Uh, delayed a little bit this weekend on getting the interview uh, thumbnails and everything put up. So uh, look for that later this morning. Put it for save later. Make sure you put a reminder. Be sure to check it out. Lots to talk about tonight. Should be a great show. Uh, going to be a good week this week, guys. Two interviews, five morning shows, and we're rolling up. Next Monday night is episode 500. So like I said earlier, if you're still listening here and you have any feedback for the show, I would really like to hear from actual listeners, not just people that randomly want to stay stuff on the internet. Let me know. Let me know what you uh, like, what you don't, what can change, how to make the show better as we roll into the next 500 episodes. Anyway, if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster, Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys. Hit those notifications like Pip says. Hit that thumbs up. Hit the likes. Hit the shares. And turn on notifications for the YouTube channel so you don't miss any morning show or lots to talk about. Make it a great, great, great day, guys. Start the week off right. Knock it out of the park, and we will talk to you tomorrow.